0: Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. So glad to have you here with us today for episode 411 of the Speaker Lab podcast. Today, I'm going to be joined by the one and only uh, your friend and mine, Mr. Eric Ream. Now, uh, he's a regular here on the show and a member of the Speaker Lab family. Always a pleasure to welcome him and provide the opportunity for our listeners to learn from his vast experience. Today, Eric is going to be guiding us through a conversation about the grind of building and sustaining a successful speaking business. So, whether you're just getting started or you've been at it for a while, there's always going to be pieces to the entrepreneur. Entrepreneurial journey that keep us on our toes. Now, some days are going to be going great, other days are going to be super challenging, but it is all worth it in the end. During our conversation, we're going to talk about the difference between speakers who make it and those who don't, how to commit to your business on the worst and best of days. And also, Eric's going to be introducing his concept of the power hour and how to leverage your time and task for good. This episode is a great reminder that consistency is key. Intentional focus matters, and it is possible to manage the chaos effectively. There is something here for everyone in any season of speaking, and you're going to love what Eric has to share. So let's get right to it. Here's my conversation with Eric Green. Enjoy. Greetings, friends. Welcome back to The Speaker Lab Podcast. Glad you are here today. We are joined uh, once again by uh, one of the fan favorites, one of my favorites, uh, Mr. Eric Rehm, is in the house. And uh, we're going to be, we we got some good stuff to share with you today. Excited that uh, he's going to be joining us. Eric, how are you, my friend? Glad you're here again.
1: Uh, I'm so glad I'm here, too. How much of a favorite am I? Like, if this was my space, and we had our top eight. Where would I be in your top eight? Would you say, Grant?
0: Ooh, I'm gonna need some time to think about that. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back with you. Um, I'll wait for your answer at the end of the podcast. So send stick me around, a, folks. He's gonna tell us at the end where I'm. Send me a friend request. We'll see. Uh, all right. So uh, the we're gonna be talking about building a speaking business. You know, you and I have been fortunate enough to have some level of success in our own speaking businesses, and. I let's be honest, like building a speaking business is no joke. Like it's, it is a lot of work. It's very difficult. It's, it's hard. I think um here at the speaker lab, we don't try to water it down or just say, Oh, just click your heels together and close your eyes really tight. And then magically you too can be a speaker. Like it's, it's, it's work. And so one of the things we, we say a lot is it's simple, but it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. It's kind of like Losing weight. You know, what do you got to do? You got to pay attention to what you eat. You got to exercise. Like, that's it. It's really, really simple, but it's not easy. And so we can walk through hey, here's all the steps. We've got literally hundreds of podcast episodes and trainings. Um, here's exactly what to do. It's simple, but it's not necessarily easy. And part of what makes it difficult and challenging is you're trying to build a speaking business while also just balancing. Life, you know, you and I are both—we're husbands, we're fathers. You know, we have uh, interests and hobbies and obligations way outside of the speaking industry. And so, building a a speaking business—it can be—it can be a grind. Have you have you found that especially early on in your own business, and even today, you've built a lot of momentum, you have a lot of traction, but do you find it it still continues to be a a grind and a lot of work? Oh, it's a a huge grind, but it's—I love
1: it. Uh, I don't think grind uh, doing a uh, doing something that re- requires, I'm trying to do this without you laughing at me. You always laugh at me when we start. <laughs> but whenever I do something that requires a lot of work, um, it's not that big of a deal if it's something I'm really passionate about and right. I'm making a difference, right? And so doing something that's hard and, and requires a grind, but I don't enjoy it is one thing. That's called the nine to five job, right? Yep. Just, you know, That's one thing. But doing something that's really hard, but you enjoy doing it, then that's, that's another thing. Anything that's worth anything, there's going to require a lot of work and transformation. There's no shortcutting anything. But I think that the, the big thing, the big key is that if you want to be a successful speaker, anything you want to be a success, you have to be willing to grind it out. We second guess ourselves, right? You, when you sit down and you're doing something that you're not used to doing, even, even if you've been really successful in your career, now, suddenly you want to be a speaker. It's just new to you. You start having this self-doubt, like, I'm not good enough. This is not the right time. Life is against me. When this happens, then, then I can do this, right? When, when my kids finally get their cars or when they, they graduate or I get through whatever situation you're in, then I can do it. We build these excuses around our failure um, instead of focusing on the right things. Well, there's a way, Grant, that I believe we can fight that. And That's what we're going to talk about today.
0: Yeah. And you kind of touched on there, like just the, the mindset of the journey. I remember early on in my own speaking career, uh, I had a, a friend say, you, you have to fall in love with the process because there's a lot of days that building a speaking career is, uh, you may be tired. You may be discouraged. You may not feel like it. It's kind of like, again, it's kind of like going to the gym, you know, like most people don't like going to the gym, but you have to almost fall in love with the process in order to get the result that you're, you're trying to get. And so, especially like, uh, I remember early on, um, I'll give you a quick example. Like as as hard as we're working, as as much as it sometimes it feels like we have it all together. Like we're all figuring out as we go. We're doing our best. We're making it up, right? So I remember like when I started the speaker Lab. I don't know if I've shared this before. I went to a conference and we were the speaker Lab again was was brand new. I happened to know a couple of people who were at the conference and was able to attend a a dinner one night. There was a couple of speakers there and just some people in the the online business space that I knew of and uh, looked up to, admired, respected. And they just seemed like they had their act together. And uh, I remember like, we're all just kind of having dinner there. There's five, six of us there. And I remember just my big mental takeaway was like, these people don't know what they're doing either. (laughs) Like, again, not in a negative way or mean way, but it was just like, oh, wait, they're also figuring it out. You know, and it's like, just for a split second, you got to see how the magic trick was done or you got to peek behind the curtain and realize, again, like these are like sharp, good people who are doing good work they doing building a business with integrity, but they're just doing their best. They're just figuring it out as they go. Their they're moms, their dads, their husbands, their wives, like they're just normal humans doing their best. And they have the same doubts and the same insecurities and the same fears and the same uh, wonders uh, as all of us, as you and I do, even today of going like, man, some days like at Speaker Lab, we are crushing it. And some days like, Man, I don't, I don't know what we're doing, you know, and everything in between, right? And that's that's just part of it. And and I'm curious, like, have you found that to be the case for for you as well? Of just going, oh, yeah. like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, and some days are great and some days are
1: awful. Yeah, in fact, that's why I love watching uh, documentaries of musicians. I just watched uh, Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill and that process that she went through and she was just figuring out how she went. You and I are both friends of Jerry Seinfeld, you know, that DVD that you uh, that he had uh, several years ago and he's up trying new material and he's like fumbling through these jokes. And mm-hmm. someone in the audience says, you don't know the joke, do you? <laughs> and he's like, I mean, this is Jerry Seinfeld. This is yep. after his show, the Seinfeld, and he's still trying to figure out these jokes. And that's actually very, very comforting when you, when you see something like that. I remember when I went met Michael Hyatt for the first time. I'd been following him for uh, several years. And I went to his first conference. This is back in 2014. when I was trying to figure out how to be a speaker. And I remember him getting up there and he was very vulnerable and talking about, he's still trying to figure some things out. And I thought, wow, he really doesn't know what he's going to, he doesn't really know what five years looks like. And he was very Mm -hmm. vulnerable, but actually made me respect him more because I realized, wow, uh, if he's willing to do that, I can do that same thing. He's just, you know, five or six years ahead of me. So yeah, I've had that same experience.
0: So what do you think then, if that's the case, if we're all these like, uh, insecure, fearful, uh, humans, just doing our best, making it up as we go. Like, what are the things that like make a difference? And like, what are the things that really make an impact? What are the things that, that differentiate speakers that make it and speakers that don't? Okay. Well, actually,
1: I learned this concept and I just, Uh, applied it ever since then, when I went to the academy, when I went to the academy, I almost didn't make it there, man, for many different reasons. One of them was I didn't know how to study. I didn't know what I was doing, man. I just, I was just getting crushed by the, by their system. And I had this upper-class cadet pull me aside one day and because it was just utter chaos there. And he said, listen, he goes, you're going to sit down and you're going to work on this project and you're not going to stop. And you're going to do it for a certain amount of time. And I'd never done that before. I was always just scatterbrained. I would go to one thing, go to another thing. And that's why I wasn't being successful. But he taught me a methodology that has really served me well and really served me well when I was starting to work on my speaking business while having a full-time job. Think about that, Grant. I was working 40 hours a week and trying to build a a speaking business. And I did it. And I did it off one thing. And I call it the power hour.
0: And it's made all the difference. And that's what I want to kind of unpack. Well, so first of all, just give us like a quick high level overview or just a definition even like, what do you mean by power hour? What is that?
1: It's, it's a, a time in the day that I identify as is going to be what I'm going to spend my high leverage tasks on and I'm going to protect that time. So what I did was I decided that I was going to carve out an hour each day, come rain or shine, no matter what happened. And I was going to work on the most important things that I can think of in my business that was the key. And so that's what started it is I just made a decision. I committed that I was going to spend this time grant, not every Monday, right? Not every third Thursday, every single day in the beginning, Monday through Sunday, every single day. And by making that commitment, that's really what started me down the path of really taking to the next level. And so that there's going to be some things we'll talk more about, but that's the basics of it.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so what I I think you know, two things I like about that is one that you are being intentional about focusing and two being intentional about focusing on the right things. Uh, And so it it can be, uh, again, as entrepreneurs at all different levels, uh, speakers of all different levels, there's always more to do. There's always more opportunities. There's more things on the buffet than you've got room on the plate for. There's always things that, that you want to pursue. There's always going to be those shiny objects. And so knowing how to focus and being able to focus on the right things. Again, even, you know, I, I talk about for ourselves here at the Speaker Lab, there's a lot of opportunities of things that we could do. There's a lot of good opportunities of things that we turn down and things that would be easy to justify or rationalize and say, oh, we, you know, we could totally do that thing, you know, and maybe it's just a complete distraction though. it's complete sideways energy. So having that focus and focusing on the right things is critically important. So let's flesh this out a little bit more. Like when we, you, you gave us kind of, again, kind of an overview of what the power hour is, but like, what does that look like on a practical, maybe day-to-day basis? And, and how does that how does that, um, how can speakers incorporate that into their own businesses?
1: Okay. Well, here's the concept. First of all, you got to commit to it. Okay. You got to make a commitment that I'm going to do this. And I run this, I run into this a lot with our students where we'll have students that come out of the gate and they come out hot, man. They're like, Oh, I'm going to change the world. I'm the next Tony Robbins and this and that. And I would say, great. Let's make sure your work habit matches that. And someone like, what are you talking about? You know, I can't believe you're even questioning my work habit. Well, Uh, It's one thing to have the desire, it's another thing to actually do it. And, And the key is, is you have to commit to be able to do something that you can do on the days that you don't feel your best. That's the key. A lot of times what we'll do, Grant, is we'll build this methodology in our head like, okay, I want to be able to do this I can commit this much time. But we do it with the perfect set of conditions in our in our head when our kids aren't sick, when our dogs aren't dying or when we're not in a pandemic or when our, our boss gets fired. And now we're the interim director or whatever. We don't plan all those things. And then when those things happen and chaos happens, the first thing that goes is my speaking business. Well, you got to commit and you got to commit to what you can do on your worst days and your best days. And on your best days, you don't have to go beyond it Just stay consistent. I'd much rather you stay consistent with your one hour day than say, it's a great day. I'm going to do five hours. I would much rather you just keep doing your one hour plugging away. That's number one.
0: Now, let me piggyback on that real quick or, or just ask you a question on it. I think anyone like you kind of touched on, like anyone's going to say like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm committed. I'm into this. Right. And like, some of them are, and some of them aren't. And for whatever reason, like oftentimes it's, it's a higher percentage of people that aren't than are. And so do you think that that uh, commitment is only really proven or shows itself when it gets tough or when it gets difficult that people stick with it? Because again, there's everyone who who joins uh, anything that we do or comes across anything we do or reads their book or whatever. They're like, I, I, I can do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But like, there's also a level of Are you disciplined enough to stick with this through the hard times or are you just kicking tires and you're just looking for like the, the fancy outcome? Meaning like, again, if we go back to the, the, uh, the health and fitness example of what do you need to do? You need to pay attention to what you eat and you need to exercise. Yeah. I'm committed to that. Right. And it sounds really, really good until you have to like show up at the gym and you have to like lift heavy crap. And you have to like, man, I love eating ice cream. I love sugar. And like, I got to give that stuff up. Like I'm not committed that much. So like, how do you determine, uh, like, how can someone determine, like, if they're actually committed to this or not? Well, I think that that's part of it is, is that what are you willing to do? What are you
1: willing to suffer for? That's the, that's, I think that's the bottom line. And sometimes suffering comes in different forms. It could be, maybe uh, you don't get to go to one of your daughter's basketball games because you got to do something in your speaking business. Are you willing to do that? Maybe it's, uh, I don't get to take the whole month off in December to celebrate Christmas because (laughs) that's what I normally do. Well, Christmas is only one day a year, right? Uh, Or uh, maybe you take one less vacation because you got to take that money invested in your business. These are all indicators of, are you willing to suffer for it? And so as soon as someone starts to feel the pain of anything, that's when they have to make a decision. Is my dream big enough? Is my passion big enough to suffer through this? That's the key, I think.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Uh, all right, I interrupted you there. What what else do you have uh, as it relates to Power Hour? Yeah, no problem. So the next thing is you want to plug it in your schedule and you want to strive to do it the same time every day. The reason, what I learned when I was in the military is that your body is extremely resilient, but your body is also like a machine. It wants a pattern and wants a rhythm. And when you have a pattern and rhythm, it's easier to show up for that because your body will what happened is you'll train your mind and your psychic and your body and all the all the energy that flows in there if you do it on the same time. So let's say, for instance, that uh, and this actually happened to be in the beginning. I used to start I used to wake up at 430 a.m. because I had a full time job in the beginning that was rough but over time my body got used to it and it began to accept it and began to look forward to it. It became part of my day, right? It's different now, but I, if you do it every single day, it allows you to build the, um, that rhythm. The next thing is you got to protect it at all costs. I mean, you got to put barriers around it and it's got to be your baby. And the reason why this is important, by the way, is that there's going to be times when you have a total, uh, dumpster fire of a day, nothing went right except that power hour. And that's all that matters. If you can get that power hour done and you can do it consistently and protect it and don't let that be the first thing that goes when life gets hard, then you will start to build a foundation. Okay. Uh, we still good when we keep going, you're going. All right. The next thing is when you actually sit down and do it, Grant, you got to cut out all the distractions. You got to cut it out. You can't have your phone vibrating. You can't have uh, your smartwatch doing weird things. Uh, you can't have uh, email messages popping in. You can't, you, even your family, you got to train your family uh, the best you possibly can. I know it's hard, different phases. If you got a toddler, they don't might not get it, but you got to plan, you got to train your family as best you possibly can. Hey, when I'm during this time, I'm not available. My wife knows, don't come to my office at a certain period of time because this is the power hour and she's okay with it because we're going on nice vacations right now. That power hour turns into power vacation. So she's all, she's all over that. Um, the next thing is you want to do this during your uh, energy peak right We all have peaks in our energy. Some of us it's we're morning people. some there's some weirdos out there that are afternoon people. I don't understand those folks, but if you're that person, God bless you and then you got the evening one uh, too if you're an evening person. So for instance, I am a morning person right So between 4 a.m and noon that's my I'm living my best life. So my power hour tends to be between 5.30 and 6. Somewhere around there is my power hour. That's when I'm going to be at my best. And once I get that power hour done, I've, I'm already successful now. I've done, what I, I've done the most important thing I need to get done. It's a beautiful thing. Now, in the beginning, it's going to be hard. I'm just going to lay it, throw it out there. You're going to sit down and do your power hour grant, and it's going to be nothing. It's going to be crickets. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't care at this point. All I want you to do is I want you to gain that muscle. I want you to work that muscle and get used to doing it, that you show up no matter what. Even if you don't know what to do at that point, don't worry about it. It's like when you train for a marathon, you've run a marathon before, right? I have, a couple of them. Yeah. So you remember when you trained for the first time to do it and like you ran, and you're like, there's no way I could do this for 26.2 miles. Totally. But over time, you start to develop it. You start to get better. You'll do the same here. But in the beginning, just get in the habit. The main thing is just show up during that power hour on the good days and the bad days. And I'm telling you, Grant, I'm telling you, if you start doing this, uh, you do that for a week, you do it for two weeks, you do it for three weeks, you do it for 365 days, your business is, is, you can't help but be successful because it, it starts to compound upon itself. And it's a beautiful thing. I'd much rather have someone do that then give me five hours, one day a week. I'd much rather just spread it out over time because that's more
0: duplicatable. And I think that like, as what you're laying out here, like it absolutely requires like a significant sacrifice. You know, this is something where it's really kind of a a gut check of determining uh, how bad do you actually want to do this thing? And there are absolutely speakers that we talk to and work with who you can tell like, Dang! like they ain't playing. Like they're going to get this stuff done. They're going to make the sacrifices, which means like less time farting around on your phone, maybe less Netflix. Maybe like you said, getting up earlier, staying up late or maybe, um, you know, working through lunch or something. But like a good, a good barometer, a good kind of litmus test is like when you're able to, you have the choice to, hey, you can put in a little bit of work on the business, or you can do this default easier thing that you're typically drawn to. Like you said, maybe it may be Netflix. It may be, you know, just goofing off and dinging around on your phone. It could be, you know, farting around on social media or whatever it may be. But whenever you have the choice of going like, no, no, I'm going to move past those other things that normally I'd be drawn to, that I'm going to actually take the time uh, to, to get like, you really utilize this, this focus time to, to build the business. Now, I want to touch on one thing that you mentioned as well is like, you really got to have some like buy-in from your spouse on this, you know, assuming you're married or assuming you've got a a life partner, uh, you know, it's not just like, hey, I'm going into my shed. Don't talk to me. Don't interact with me. You know, like there has to, they have to have an understanding of what it is that you're trying to do and be bought into. Here's this goal, this dream, this vision. I I, I know you feel the same way, but all those times that uh, I've been on the road or traveling or speaking at a gig or just building a business, like, I may be the person up on stage I may be the person that's on the plane I may be the person that is speaking at a meeting or whatever it may be but like I feel like my wife Sheila is just as much a part of that um, because we're both making sacrifices to you know to to uh, advance our, our our family and to you know accomplish these goals so how have you kind of navigated that I know that you have a, an awesome supporting wife Aliyah, but how have you guys kind of navigated that? Uh, there's times where you're making a lot of sacrifices and you may not be seeing results maybe you're both kind of questioning like what are you doing? Like, why? Like, we're, we're, we're not making any progress here or you're spending all this time on this thing and we're not seeing the ROI that we thought there was going to be there. Like, how have you guys kind of navigated that? Well, I think that's
1: one of the reasons why you want to do the power hour as opposed to five hours, right? Because I think you can always get some grace for one hour, right? Sure. Uh, the other thing I did is I did it during times when my wife would not want to be hanging out with me anyway. My wife doesn't want to hang out with you at 5.30 in the morning mm-hmm. or 4.30 in the morning. So that was another thing. The other thing too, is something changes, I think, Grant, when you're doing it, when you're actually, when you're actually putting your hand to the plow, I think something changes in your spirit, something changes in your heart, something changes in your soul and your significant other is going to pick up on that and they're going to like it. Uh, My wife, for instance, um, working out is another thing that's important to me. My wife says, I'm hard to be around if I don't get my workout in. So she'd much rather me go get the workout in. So if you come out of that power hour and your spouse starts to see something different about you. Actually might be a good thing. Like, You know what? I see something here. I see a transformation. So it's a good thing. And so I like when you said about farting around, that you want to avoid that like Word or PUBG or, you know, uh, pickleball. By the way, these are all the things that my man Grant does. So <laughs> uh, you definitely want to avoid
0: that during your power hour for sure. I'm crushing world right now and it, yeah. uh, oh man, I'm just <laughs> nailing world, but thankfully it only takes me like 30 seconds. So it's not a, it's not a huge time suck. All right. So we've talked about kind of like the, the value of this power hour concept, but like, let's talk practically, like what, what should we be doing during that time? You know, it's kind of like, um, uh, you just finished writing a book. We're going to talk about that in a second here, but when you're staring at a blank screen and you're kind of like, I don't, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to do. I don't know what, what to do now. So when we, when we, uh, it's kind of like going to the gym again, you know, it's like, okay, I can, maybe I get up day one and go to the gym, but like, I, if I don't know what these machines are, I don't know what these weights are. I don't know what, I don't know what to do. Then I'm kind of like, again, just dinging around. And like, I went to the gym or I sat down for my power hour, but I didn't really accomplish anything. So like, what should be happening during that time? Yeah, that's a good question, man. That's fantastic.
1: So here's, here's what I would do. An hour seems like a long time, but 25 minutes doesn't. So what I do is I break my power hour in two sessions and I set a timer for 25 minutes and then I, I focus on a task. And then when the timer goes up, then I give myself a five minute break, get a glass of water, something like that. And then I'll go back into another 25 minute session. And before you know it, the hour's up. Now, here's what I would recommend that you do, especially in the beginning. What I would do is I'd use that first 25 minutes to learn something and the second 25 minutes to apply what you learned, especially when you are uh, first getting started. So let me give you an example. We did, we did a podcast on abstract. What I would do is you could listen to that podcast. It's 25, 30 minutes. Listen to the podcast on how to do an abstract, then spend the next half of that hour actually trying to put a, a, an abstract together. Right? It could be the ugly, ugliest abstract of all time. It doesn't matter. You did something. You took action. The next time when you sit down, then maybe the next time is you want to uh, learn about h- how to uh, uh, put together a pipeline in your CRM. And so you get some more information on that. You spend 25 minutes studying that. Then you spend the next 25 minutes actually applying what you learned and starting to put your pipeline together or at least start the process. Maybe you didn't get it all done. Maybe the next day you finish it up. Maybe maybe it takes you three consecutive days to work just on your pipeline. I'm okay with that as long as you're doing something. Then what happens over time is I recommend you get a coach. I highly recommend it. Everything I've done in my life, when it comes to my speaking business, I've always had a coach, right? I'm about to do podcasting. I got a coach on that. I'm spending my power hour now on podcasting. And so I'll learn a little bit about podcasting. I'll apply it. And then I'll talk to a coach. I'll send messages to coach or send a voxer to coach during that power hour and say, these are my questions, right? So that's, that's what I would do. That's how I'd break it up. Those are best practices. Anything you want to add to that?
0: Yeah, I think that's also like speaks to why we do what we do here at the Speaker Lab, you know, like you, someone can go through and they can listen to, you know, the nearly 400 episodes that we have uh, from the Speaker Lab podcast. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of episodes, you and I have been on this for hours and hours talking about a variety of different things. And so you can kind of like make your way through there. Or again, one of the things that we do is we, we do a lot of coaching uh, with students and say, no, no, here's step one. Here's what you need to do. Let's go step one, step two, step three. Here's your next power hour. Here's what you need to be focused on. But it kind of eliminates the noise. And I you, you mentioned like hiring coaches. I found the same thing of when I really want to get better at something or improve at something or level up at something. Then like cutting through the noise of going, here's someone who knows more about this than I do. So I'll give you an example. I've, I've referenced like uh, health and fitness. And uh, a couple months ago, I hired a, a health coach. And this is someone who helped um, with some like programming for exercise, but also like, Uh, we did a whole bunch, a whole battery of, of different tests and blood tests and more tests than you want to know about, but just basically getting back all kinds of numbers. And I'm going like, all right, man, just tell me what to do. Like make sense of this. Cause everything he's telling me to do, I could probably find on YouTube. I could probably find in books and I could probably figure it out, but it, boy, it makes it a lot simpler for, for me to just say, Hey man, just tell me what to do. All right. I got, I got one hour here to focus on my health just tell me what to, what exercise I need to do. Tell me what to eat. Tell me what not to eat. Tell me what supplements I need to take. Tell me what things I need to avoid. Tell me what things I need to do. Like, just tell me what to do. And I, I can do that. And it just makes such a huge difference. And it makes that, again, that power hour, even, even more focused. One question I would have is, how do you know that you're doing the right thing? Meaning like, it's like, we see a lot of students and a lot of speakers who, hey, I spent my power hour doing this. And you and I may recognize like, That ain't going to do anything for you. Like that's not moving the needle um, versus like trying to do something that actually makes a difference. If we go back to like the, the health and fitness example, you know, it's like, um, I, uh, I don't know. Like I walked around the grocery store for an hour. So, and I read a bunch of nutrition labels. It's like, I, did that really any actually do anything for you? Like you feel like you did something, you spent an hour doing it, but did it actually move the needle at all? So how do you figure out like, what are the things that, boy, you got one hour, you got one shot here. How do you make sure you're doing the right things that are actually going to make a difference in your business?
1: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of times you're not going to do the right thing. And I think that's okay. So I think we should take that burden off the audience right now. Don't don't make it such a heavy thing that you sit down like, man, if I don't use this hour to its fullest, I'm not gonna make it. That's why you gotta be consistent. There are gonna be days where you try stuff, you do things and it's just a dumpster fire. You may have weeks like that, but if you keep showing up, then you're gonna eventually start to get more clarity on what it is you need to focus on. And so this is really, you teed me up nicely here because this is, This is something that I learned uh, to manage chaos. You know, the army taught me this, you know, uh, I was once told as I was training to become an officer in the military was that the business of a a military officer is to manage chaos. And that's kind of a weird thing if you think about it, but it does make sense. You know um, when you think about battle and you think about being in harm's way like that, it's pretty chaotic. And the only way sometimes you can get through that is life can get so overwhelming that the only thing you can focus on is what's the very next thing I can do? That's What's the very next thing? Not worry about the whole journey. Don't worry about, I don't have a website. Don't worry about, I don't know what my talk's going to be about. But don't worry about that. Just say, okay, what is the next thing I can do right now and do just that? One, It could be something as simple as, I know I need to get a domain name because I heard Grant say that on the Speaker Lab podcast. And I need, to, I need to register my domain name for my name. If that's all you do is find a way to do that, that's fine. That's okay. And then maybe sometime you do something that makes no sense. You'll learn from that. But if you keep showing up and have that consistency, you'll it'll build upon itself. It'll build upon itself. And you'll get much better at showing up during that power hour. In fact, I expect for you to really be a dumpster fire and mess it up in the beginning if you're not used to doing this. But over time, you'll learn to do it. So here's some things I've done, Grant, in the past. So in the beginning for me, before I really knew I was going to do speaking, I was figuring out my voice. So I did blogging. So I did that every day. By the way, I spent my power hour and I wrote a 539 page um, novel. (laughs) It was a total waste of time. No one will ever read it. 539 page novel. It's in my computer. It's there. It's done. I spent maybe a couple months on it. You know what? I got nothing out of it other than maybe I got a, I became a better writer as a result of it. But then I, what that happened, though, is once I got that done, I realized I like writing. So I actually discovered that I actually like writing. So that would come to serve me later. Then I started blogging, and that became my thing until I started figuring out my voice. Then I started to turn that to prospecting. I All I did was prospecting. And now my business is going really well that I don't have to spend the best part of my day sometimes doing that. Then it turned into writing this book that I, that I just finished. And I spent nine months every day on that power hour doing that. Now I'm launching the book. Now I'm focusing on that every day. I'm about to start a podcast. These are important things in my business. So I say, okay, right now, the most important thing is to launch this book. So every day, Grant, when I get up, I spend that hour on what am I going to do to move the needle to to launch this book? So if you're overwhelmed, just say, what's the very next thing I can do that's going to move the needle in my business and just do that. It doesn't matter how simple it is.
0: Yeah. Two things that you said there that I really like. One is that you're going to, there's absolutely 1000% going to be times that you work on something and you find out later in hindsight, like, yeah, that was a waste of time. That was dumb. You know, but I I didn't know, you don't know what you don't know. And so you tried something, you spent a lot of time on uh, working on a novel and you're like, ah, was it a complete waste of time? Probably not. You know, there's absolutely things that, that you, uh, you got out of it, uh, was it, was there other things that you could have done that had a better IRI ROI potentially, but like, you just, you don't know, like hindsight's always going to be 2020. So that's one thing to recognize is like some things you're not going to know until after the fact. The second thing that I think you, you touched on there. Is what the uh, the best use of that power hour is going to evolve and change? There was a time where the best use of your power hour and mind was prospecting, and we spent all of our energy and effort doing that. And then la- there's a different season of life where I'm going to spend all my energy and effort, you know, let's say writing a book or marketing a book or you know l- learning about podcasting or working on a YouTube channel or working on whatever. And so we we tell students all the time like. You can do all the things, but you can't do all the things at once. So something's going to come first, something's going to come last. And again, this never goes away. Like we have, there's a uh, Eric. You've you've seen behind the curtain here at the Speaker Lab. We have a lot of moving pieces. We have a lot of things going on. And there's every day I'm going, what's the best. Possible thing? What's the next right thing that I can be doing that I need to be focusing my energy and effort on? And again, like I think it's just a constant process of doing that uh, and know that you're all, it's always going to be changing. It's always going to be evolving. But just the habit of from the very beginning of going, all right, at least an hour every day, I'm going to be, this is going to make this, I'm going to make this the most focused, most productive hour of my day to make sure I'm getting the right things done and moving the ball down the field.
1: Yeah. I think one thing to remember um, is that success is just a thousand of little steps that someone had the courage
0: to take one step at a time.
1: Hmm. That's key.
0: Yeah. I I would also echo. Um, I mentioned this health coach that I hired, uh, this literally happened yesterday. So, um, he, he sent me a message. We use Voxer a lot. We use Voxer a lot in our coaching with our students. And so he sent me a, a Vox yesterday. Hey, checking in, how's the week going? Uh I was like, ah, the week's gonna ride. Right. I said, um, over I'd been traveling a little bit over the weekend. Traveling like tends to throw me off. It was like I ate like an idiot. Um, but boy, <laughs> I saw the it was pictures. Some, I saw it was the some pictures, <laughs> it was some delicious stuff that I ate. Um, but then like, all right, I got I got back and like uh back on like a good routine, you know, this week and been in good and and he said I was kind of like kicking myself and he's like, Man, we're running a marathon, not a sprint here. You know, like there's gonna be days where like your power hours gonna be like, man, I I got a lot done. I don't know how I got all of this done in one hour. And your day is like, there's going to be other days where you finish an hour and got, I, I got squat done. And that's frustrating and annoying. And like, but that's part of it. You know, again, we're running a marathon, not a sprint here. So let's kind of put a bow on this. Uh, let, let's kind of like, once you recap, Eric, what all we've kind of covered here as it relates to just having that, that power hour and the, the importance of it. Yeah. Well, I think the one
1: thing all successful speakers have in common is their consistent work habit. That's number one. Mm -hmm. The second thing we did is you got to, if you're going to do it, you got to commit to working on your speaking for one hour a day. I think that's the minimal viable product right there. I mean, that's, that's the cost of a mission. So one hour a day, just commit to it. And when you do it, I recommend that you do it the same time each day during it, do it during your peak energy time, protect it. It's got to be like a baby that's, that you're nurturing. You got to protect it. And then when you're overwhelmed and you're going to your power hour and you're just not sure what to do, just ask this question. What's the very next thing I can do right now to move the needle in my business? In fact, I would actually write that down on a card and put that on your computer. And so when you're just staring at that computer and you're trying to figure it out, just look at that card and say,
0: okay, what's the very next thing? Awesome. Eric, man, we appreciate the time as always. Appreciate you, man. Thanks. All right. There you have it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speak Alive podcast. Now, I want you to know that we do this podcast simply because we want to serve and support speakers like you. We don't charge anything for you to listen, but in return, we do have one small favor to ask. Would you be willing to subscribe to the podcast where you're listening? Right now, hit that subscribe button. Also, leave us a rating and review within iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to these podcasts. We read every single one of them, and they also help other people to find the show. Also, if you are looking to take the next step in growing your speaking business, be sure and check out thespeakerlab.com. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com dot com. We've got a ton of free resources and tools there. And you can also learn more about the programs that we offer, which include one-on-one coaching. Our mission here is to help you find the confidence, clarity, and clear path that you need to own your speaking success. So again, check us out over at thespeakerlab.com. As always, we appreciate you hanging out with us and we'll catch you next time. You're awesome.